Section 15 of War Flying by a Pilot. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Cairns, Naperville, Illinois. War Flying by a Pilot by Lessel Finer Hutchin. Book 2 on Active Service, Chapter 2, Part 6. An exciting landing. Blessed if I know what to write about. I did the three-hour patrol yesterday, but it was very cold and cloudy, and no Huns ventured out. A visitor landed at our drome from night bombing, and a bomb blew his machine up on landing. He calmly got out of the scrap heap and walked away. It was a miraculous escape, and most of our people who were asleep thought it was a Hun bombing us. The engine was still running on the ground, and the CO stopped it by using a fire extinguisher in the air intake. A jolly, clever, and plucky thing to do, as there were gallons of petrol all around and, for all he knew, more bombs. There is a darling puppy here, belonging to one of the men, and I go round and have a chat with it every morning when I expect my transport. It is a jolly little thing and quite looks forward to my visits. At the base was a censor. He chopped up my letter. Thus he was a base censor, or why didn't he let her go by? Yet he'd some sense or news even better. You'd get in my letter. Dual Control I am at present flying a machine fitted with dual control. A couple of days ago, I went up to test it, and E came up with me. We trotted round the country very low and stunted gently over neighboring villages. You can easily tell when people are watching you, as in looking up, the black blob of the hat changes to a white blob of the face. We went up again yesterday, and when I had taken the machine to 2,000 feet or so, I signaled E, and he fitted in his control lever and took charge. I then had a pleasant little snooze of twenty minutes or so. Waking up now and then to give my lever a pat in the required direction when he did not get the machine level quickly enough after turning, or something like that. He did jolly well, turning the machine splendidly sometimes. Then, when it was just about a quarter of an hour before dinner time, he took out his lever and... I brought the machine down in the most gorgeous spiral I had ever done. Absolutely vertical, bank on M. It was very amusing afterwards. Quite a good spiral, that, he said patronizingly to E, for a first attempt. I was up again this morning for two and a half hours with E. The weather was hopeless. Our altitude was often under 2,000 feet by the lines. To relieve the monotony... E flew me for about half an hour while I observed the clouds and mist. Finally, we got up a bit higher, and just before it was the time to come home, did a beautiful spiral quite close to the lines for the benefit of the few thousand Tommies and Huns in the trenches, just to show there was no ill feeling, you know. I had just got my letters today when I was sent up, so I had to take them with me and read them in the air on the way to the lines. I took up some chocolate the other day when I was on patrol and gave some to the observer in the air, and we munched away for some time. 
He was a sergeant, one of the ancient observers, and he did not know that when I waggled the joystick, thus shaking the bus from side to side, I wanted him to turn around. I waggled away for about five minutes, and he sat there quite contentedly, thinking to himself, as he afterwards told me, that it was rather a bumpy day. Then I started switchbacking, and he endured that, though, on what theory I don't know, finally I nearly had to loop him to persuade him to turn round. And when he did so, he had a grin on his face and a sort of, think you can frighten me with your stunts, you giddy nipper, look as well. The newspaper stories of the firing in France being heard in Ireland, the north of Scotland, and Timbuktu amuse me greatly. Those people must have some ears. I was most frightfully sorry that you hadn't received up to Sunday my letter about the postponement of my leave. It must have been a rotten disappointment, and I ranged round the camp until I finally simmered down again. Never mind, it won't be long. Six people have just invaded my eight feet by six feet hut. That is one of the ways superfine Virginias depart this life quickly. Rescued the ink bottle from an untimely death as a billiard ball. The cue, a rolled up map. Violent cussin, almost worthy of Mother Guttersnipe, caused E to vamoose, and the others buzzed off. My dear old bus, or airplane, as the authorities insist on it being called, has gone under at last. One new pilot, too many, was called upon to fly it, and I may be bringing home a new walking stick. I have not been flying it for a week now, as I have a nice new, er, machine to fly. But E and I did all our hot air stuff on the other bus, and I looped it. The splendid news has come through that my pal B is safe and well through a prisoner. W, who is on leave, wired us. I shan't write tomorrow. As if all goes well, it will be a race between this card and myself to get home first. The very best of love to you. End of Book 2 on Active Service, Chapter 2, Part 6 Recording by John Cairns, Naperville, Illinois